0: All right, TKO fans, welcome back to Technical Knockout, the Hardcore Casual MMA Podcast. Today, we're going to be going over the upcoming fight night, Calvin Cater versus Arnold Allen. It's going to be a banger. I'm your host, Hussein. With me, as always, is my co-host, Jordan Patrick James. It's going to be a good one, man. There's a lot of good fights on this card. Let's get into it. We have a few picks we were going to go through for this card. Uh, when I first looked at the card... I thought it was a little top heavy, a little weak, but uh, after going through some of the fights, there's actually some really good matchups in here and some exciting ones to watch out for. So uh, first one I want to talk about is Andre Arlovski versus Marcos Hogerio de Lima. Uh, this is going to be a interesting heavyweight matchup. Uh, we've got the aging legend in Arlovski, who's had a long career in the UFC. You know, he, he reached gold and. 2007 damn near 15 years ago and he's still a problem for some uh, complacent heavyweights in this division uh over the years his style's changed a lot when he first came out he was more of a, a quick hand speed knockout kind of puncher um he did have some like leg locks and stuff like that but he mostly made his money with his hands um now he's become more of a counter puncher than anything uh he likes to slow down the pace of the fight land some leg kicks and combos and dance around uh, very similar to like Rafael Sunsao, who we saw a couple uh, weeks ago. Um, it's an effective style that works for an older an older fighter and definitely works in this division against some of the sloppier, more unathletic heavyweights. Um, that's where I think it's going to be a problem for him in this fight. Rogerio DeLima is not one of those sloppy, unathletic heavyweights. He's, he used to be a light heavyweight, and he went up to 265 and has looked really good since. He's got big power in his hands and can throw a solid head kick also. Um, what really plagues me, though, for Arlovski in this matchup is the cardio and the grappling of Rogerio de DeLima. A lot of times Arlovski will win these 29-28s against these uh, un- unexperienced fighters because they uh, they get tired and they get sloppy and he stays composed and technical. But uh, I think Rogerio de DeLima can use some of that grappling to uh, you know take the fight to the ground against Arlovsky, maybe land some ground and pound or even a submission of his own. Uh, he's got some solid cardio, cardio he showed in the Maurice Green fight, and he, he definitely has the power to put away tough dudes at heavyweight. Uh, he put away Ben Rothwell in like 30 seconds, put away Ben Salisi in a couple minutes. And uh, yeah, man, I just, I just it's hard for me to see a path to victory for Arlovsky against a heavyweight that's pretty athletic. Uh, if he can get a takedown on Arlovsky, land some solid ground and pound, I think he can get a finish at some point in the fight. Uh, Arlovsky's shin has been pretty solid these last few years, but it's been a while since he fought someone with such a You know, power punch such a heavy hitter in a well rounded game like DeLima. The closest person I can equate to DeLima in Arlovsky's recent stretch would be Tom Aspinall, another heavy hitter at 265 with a very threatening jujitsu game. Um, I just think DeLima has too many physical advantages and tools against the aging vet, and I think he's going to get it done Saturday. Uh, I'm not sure if it's going to be on a decision or a finish. So I'm just gonna take Jogero Lima money line at minus two forty. What do you think about this one, Jordan?
1: Yeah, I'm gonna have to agree with you. As much as I love Arlovsky, and he's one of my like, you know, just absolute favorites. He's an absolute legend. Um, but it's just hard to go get, go with these guys that are, you know, like you said, they're aging vets. And um, you know, it's you know like I said, you just kinda almost you can almost forget that Arlovsky is still fighting. And I've mm-hmm. seen a little bit of DeLima, and he looks like a dangerous fighter. Um I definitely think he's going to get a win. I think the money line decision is a smart, uh, smart decision. I think if you wanted to play it a little bit, um, you know, maybe make a little, try to make a little bit of extra money, go for Lima by submission in the third. But I would say smart money is going to go for Delima, and I think that's that's the pick that I'm going to go for for my uh, my TKO pick.
0: Yeah, man. I mean, I, I've made a lot of money on Arlovsky over these last few years, betting on him to win by split decision against these shitty heavyweights. Uh, I just don't think it's going to be the case here. I think DeLima's got too well-rounded of a game to lose that kind of fight to Arlovsky. Um, but let's get down to the next fight. Uh, we've got a middleweight matchup here. Phil Hawes versus Roman Delizze. Uh Very interesting fight here. I've been going back and forth on this one, and this was the one I had to do the most research on. Uh but Phil Hall is powerful striker, super solid defensive wrestling. He has a wrestling background on his own. So uh he's been uh you know, pretty good in that front for his whole career. Uh but that power is something that he always can rely on, you know. Uh his only downfall really in his UFC career so far has been his cardio and his durability. He kinda got outworked against Chris Curtis and ended up getting knocked out in that fight. Uh against an aging or against a vet like Chris Curtis, that can happen sometimes. But uh the dude's been pretty tough so far in his career. He had that great performance in his last fight against uh, Duran. Wynn. Uh, really made him look like he had no reason to be in there with him. And uh, he's got a tough. He's got his hands full though with uh, Roman Delice. Roman Delice is a talented grappler, Georgian wrestler with a uh, pressure and cage wrestling style. And he's shown some creative striking in those positions. Uh, in his last fight, he got a knockout from the cage uh, against Kyle Daukus. A, a tough out against anybody. Um, and uh, I think he's going to try to push that that cage wrestling style in this fight. Um, The guy's got surprising power. And uh, I just I think it's a really close matchup. You know, I think both guys have good power in their hands. I think Hawes might be a little bit more prone to gassing out. So I do like Delice down the stretch for that reason. But that being said, uh, I don't really see the fight going all three rounds. I think uh, either one of them is going to get a finish. So I'm going to take the prop that the fight does not go to decision when the pop line comes out. Uh, just because I'm so split on this fight, I don't know who's going to win, but I do see it ending before the final bell. So uh, that's going to be my pick for this fight. I'm going to take the the fight to not go to decision. Uh, but, you know, if you had to put a gun to my head and tell me to pick somebody, I think I'd take Hawes just because I think he's the more proven guy. Um, but, you know, again, the fight is so close, and the line on Delete set at 170, so... That's pretty enticing because, you know, every time there's a coin flip fight like this, taking the underdogs, not that crazy of an idea. But uh, I'm just going to play it safe and go fight does not go the distance. What do you what do you think about this one, Jordan?
1: I like that pick. I really want to lean one way or the other. You know, I really do want to be on either side of that coin. But that is such a smart play just to go for uh, that. It's not going to go the distance. I'm looking I'm if I had if I had to, I'm just I have a feeling Roman's going to put him out. I think you're right. That's not going to go the distance, but Mm -hmm. I just have a weird feeling that it's going to happen.
0: You know, I, kind of, I kind of got that feeling too, honestly. Um, it's just that Hawes has looked so improved in the last couple of fights. It's kind of hard for me to pick against him. Do you think,
1: uh, Roman can make it to the third?
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, he's tough as hell. You know, he's been through some wars in the UFC and, uh, he's never really shown a bad chin, but, uh, I just think Hawes has that different level of power. Um, and again, Roman's real like strength is his grappling and pushing people against a cage and wearing them down. And uh, Phil Hawes is a very strong wrestler. You know, Duran Wynn had no chance of getting him to the ground, and Duran Wynn's a very talented wrestler in his own right. So um, I, I just think Hawes is going to be too solid. I think it's going to look kind of similar to that Benil Darius versus Mateusz Gamroff fight where... One guy's just trying to go for takedowns and can't get them and ends up getting hurt on the feet eventually um so yeah I, I think I'm just gonna take the fight to not go the distance in case DeLuzzi does wear him down and knock yeah. him out I'll probably gonna, I'll
1: go, I'm gonna go with you on that one. I'm gonna say that I will regret not picking Roman knocking him out in the third, but I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with this not getting into the distance as well. I think that's a solid pick. I'm gonna keep the TKO uh universe aligned for now.
0: Yeah, we're, we're, trying to, uh, want, we're trying to work I, back some of those losses. I really losses want to pick trading. Roman
1: by, uh, by knockout at the very least. But, yeah, so I mean, I, hey, that's what I... Uh, all right.
0: Go for it. Yeah, I got it. So I'm going
1: to me- go Roman by knockout. Yeah.
0: I think it's a good pick. You know, I honestly think either guy can finish the fight in this one. So that's why I'm taking the not decision. But, you know, yeah. So we'll go with uh, Roman by knockout. And I'm going to take the fight to not go to decision. Going up to light heavyweight for this next one. We've got Dustin Jacoby versus Khalil Roundtree. This is another great matchup of two really good strikers. Uh, It's a classic matchup of a clean volume kickboxer versus a more powerful imposing Muay Thai style. Uh, Jacoby being the kickboxer and Khalil being the Muay Thai fighter. Uh, Jacoby has good cardio, slick striking, and a glory kickboxing career under his belt. So he's got plenty of experience on the feet. He's also shown pretty solid wrestling in the UFC when he goes to use it, but his biggest tools are definitely his jab, his left hook, and his leg kick. Uh, Very educated lead hand and surprising pop for the kind of style that he has. Uh, We saw him put away Dao and Jung in his last fight, a guy that's uh, never been knocked out before that, at least not that I'm aware of. And, uh, you know, Jacoby was able to put him away in like a minute and a half, so... A uh, guy can really surprise people with his power when he uh, when he catches them clean and his style leads you to being caught clean a lot because he'll draw you onto counters and things like that. Uh, on the other hand, Khalil's power is no surprise. Uh, the guy is huge and he hits with ill intentions every fight. Um, he's been susceptible to wrestling his whole career, but is still always dangerous when it goes to the mat or it goes to the to the feet. Uh, in the last couple of years, he's been a lot better on his defensive wrestling and has shown some creativity on the feet with that uh, that uh, oblique kick TKO, leg kick TKO against uh, Modescus Bacalcus. That was probably one of the harder finishes to watch in the last few years. Um, Roundtree's not afraid to uh, wait for a moment to explode and find his spot. Uh, I mean to say that because like he's not just going to rush in and blow his gas tank, even though he's like an explosive power puncher. He's more of a patient finisher. Uh, He's even willing to play with his food sometimes. Sometimes that place is detriment, but both guys are very tough. Uh, I think I'm going to edge Jacoby in this matchup just because I think he'll be able to outslick Khalil and stay busy on his way to a decision or maybe even a late finish. Uh, I'm going to go with Jacoby over one and a half, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Khalil just rushes him and gets him out of there early. Uh, I do think that Jacoby might have just a little bit more experience on the feet. And uh, I don't know if Khalil's going to show him anything that he hasn't seen before. So for that reason, I'm going to go with Jacob or yeah, Jacoby over one and a half, just in case he gets that late finish. Yeah,
1: I agree with you. I think Jacoby's going to get it done, um, especially if he's able to weather that initial uh, onslaught that Roundtree is able to give him. Um, like you said, if he's able to maybe download the pattern and and keep him frustrated with um, you know counter hooks, um, keeping him on the outside. Um, yeah, I think that's a I think that's an easy you know, I think that's an easy pick for him, saying that it's gonna win. I don't know how. I I he could catch him, but I don't think it's gonna happen. I think he's just gonna frustrate Roundtree to a um a unanimous unanimous decision. So I'm gonna go with Jacoby winning money line.
0: Uh I, I love Khalil. You know, I'm a big fan of Khalil Roundtree. I've seen him since the ultimate fighter. The guy's vicious. You know, he's killer instinct incarnate. Um in his last fight against Robertson, I made a lot of money on that second round knockout robertson's one of those guys that uh will gas out if he can't get the finish and khalil's really tough to put away uh but my opinion i think jacoby's gonna fight a more patient style and that's gonna lend him to either a decision victory or a late finish uh but yeah so we'll go on to the next fight here uh we've got a another middleweight matchup uh this is josh fremd versus trey gore uh Treshawn gore came up on the ultimate fighter as well um Again, another really explosive athlete hits really hard. Uh, has like great pop in his hands, and has shown pretty solid defensive wrestling in his own right. But um, the problem is, he's super inexperienced. Uh, he's three and two altogether in his MMA career, and uh, in his UFC losses has been very gun shy. Not really getting off to the punch as much as he should be. Uh, kind of similar in that right to uh, Tyron Woodley, if you will, just because you know that he can finish these guys if he could let his hands go, but he just hasn't gotten that, maybe the confidence or the uh, the spots that he can find to, to finish these fights. Uh, Fremd on the other side is a very solid grappler, but his real tools are his pace and his pressure. Uh, the pressure has led him to be susceptible to counter punches in the past, but he's a tough fighter that can survive a storm. Um... Trayshawn Gore, in my opinion, I just think he's not UFC ready. Uh, the guy is really talented. He hits really hard and is super explosive, but he's just been so gun shy so far in his uh, UFC career. And against a guy that can take some punishment and keep going, and Fremd, I think that's going to be a big problem. Uh, if he does let his hands go, I can see Fremd, you know, uh, taking those shots well, working for a takedown if he has to, or even landing a counter hook of his own right and hurting Gore on the feet. Gore got knocked out in his last fight against Cody Brundage, who's not a big hitter at all. Cody Brundage is more of a wrestling grind him out style, and uh, that knockout was only three months ago. So I think Gore's chin might be a little compromised coming into this fight, and I'm going to take the dog and frem to get a finish. Uh, I think he's either going to get a knockout or a submission, I'm not sure, but the guy has killer instinct, and I think he can catch the timid and and inexperienced, inexperienced uh, on Gore with something either first or second round um, i'm just going to go with fremd by finish just in case because i i do think he's one of those finished fighters that if he gets the guy hurt he's going to he's going to go crazy for that finish so i see him getting the the, the win here by finish either submission or deci- or submission or knockout uh, how do you see this one ending up, Jordan?
1: I definitely agree with you. I think Frem's gonna get it done. Um, I'm not gonna go with by any specific. I'm just gonna say that Frem's gonna get it uh, done money in line. I think you're right with Gore. I think if he does awaken and you know is able to really let his hands go, he's gonna be very dangerous. Um, you know he's only 28 so he does have time maybe he you know he gets out of the UFC after this. If he loses you know he might go out there and prove everybody else you know everybody wrong and you know we have a different conversation come next week. But, you know, maybe he needs a little bit of time outside of the UFC and, uh, you know, maybe be able to fight somebody and get his hands going and get that confidence. Because a lot of times it's that confidence that is really just holding someone back from being a phenomenal striker or an adequate striker that really rounds out their game. Um, so I'm just going to go with, I'm going to go uh, money line on the favorite with From to win. Um, I, I could see a finish, but, you know, I, I'm hoping that, that Gore is able to at least stay tough and, um, and, you know, have a good showing.
0: All right, so we're both taking Josh Fremd in that last one. Uh, we're going to go on to the co-main event here. Uh, we got Max Payne Griffin versus Tim the Dirty Bird Means. Uh, probably the two coolest nicknames. Yeah, I was to, uh, it's a note say, I was, I was looking at that. I
1: was like, damn, that, that's pretty
0: good. Yeah, right, Max Payne, I like that. That was a good game back in the day. And uh, Dirty Bird, how can you not love that, you know? Tim Means is a legend. He's been there for a long time, but. Yeah, this is another super close fight, man. Honestly, this this card is stacked with just very even matchups. Uh, you've got Max Payne with a pressuring, conventional boxing style. Um, the knock on him would be suspect durability and cardio. But he's versing the old game but aging Dirty Bird, whose creative strength constant volume has won him a lot of fights in this promotion. Uh, he's a gritty fighter who will walk through fire if he has to in order to get a finish. Uh, I think that gutsiness might play against him in this matchup as Griffin is a pretty talented counter striker, but I do think the cardio means is going to be able enough it's going to be enough to get him three in this one. Um, I think he either gets a third round finish or wins a close decision by way of hurting Griffin in two of the three rounds. But, uh, you know, Griffin's shown that suspect chin before he even got hurt in his last fight against Neil Magny, who's not a heavy hitter by any means and means is as accurate as they come. So, I think he can definitely find that chin, and if he does, he might be able to get the knockout shot. So for that reason, I like the prop on Means by KO, but I think I'm going to take the safer pick and just bet on Means over 1.5 at plus 215. Uh, that being said, Max is a very tough out, and he's improving fight after fight. He's always shown great improvements in his in his patience and his, uh, his boxing in general. Um, I do think he falls in love with the knockout shot. Sometimes he kind of goes for really heavy hits when he might be more service to have a volume heavy style like he or volume heavy style like he used to in his early UFC career. Uh, I think if he does try to go for a finisher, that might play against him against Means because Means is one of those really tough guys that's hard to put away. So uh, for that reason, I'm going to take Means over one and a half. I could see him winning a decision. It would probably be a very close one, but I could see him winning that decision. Uh, I could also see him getting a late finish, maybe a third round knockout. Uh, What do you you think about this one, uh, Jordan? Um,
1: Yeah, man, I'm actually going to have to go with Max Griffin on this one. I think that he is going to be able to keep his distance. Um, I think that Tim Means is not going to be able to find his chin. Um, I think that Griffin is going to keep in a very slick nature. I hope so. I can see what you're talking about of, you know, maybe him being over, uh, you know, over ambitious on his looking for the knockout. But I think he'll be able to keep just the right amount of pressure to make Tim Means miss and make him pay. Whether he's able to get that knockout shot from it, I'm not sure. I'd be hesitant to say, but I'm gonna take Max Griffin winning um just money line.
0: Yeah, I think that's a I think that's a good bet. You know, I could definitely see Max Griffin just being the you know younger, more active fighter and winning a decision. Uh so I, I like the the Griffin pick. I just I I'm probably biased. I like Tim Means a lot. I've been following him for years, and I've never really been a fan of Max Griffin's style. So uh I, I'm probably biased in that front. I'm <laughs> I'm not at gonna least, lie. Man. But at so we're split on the pick.
1: Man, the, you know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, I mean it's a super close fight, and again, I I like taking the underdog in these coin flip type fights. So I'll take Griffin, or I'll take uh I'll take Means at uh, underdog odds if I can. You know. Um. Either way, we're gonna be split on that co-main event. It's another really close fight on this card. Let's get down to the main event, Calvin Cater versus Arnold Allen. This is an amazing fight. I'm really excited for this one. Uh, Both guys have a lot of big tools that they bring to the table. Both guys have some weaknesses that the other guy might be able to exploit. Um, For Allen, his strengths are his boxing, his pressure, Great killer instinct. Uh, he's great timing on his combinations. And when it does get to the ground, he has very sneaky submissions. He's caught a few like front chokes and things like that that people don't expect. And he has good wrestling when he tries to go for it. Uh, his weaknesses are definitely his cardio. He's been hurt before as well. So, I mean, maybe not a suspect chin, but he's been he's been caught before. And sometimes that killer instinct of his can backfire as he might blow his load sometimes and get tired in the fight. Uh, Cater's tools are uh, better boxing than Allen, more clean, conventional, uh, patience. He's also got a diamond chin. And he stays super disciplined on the feet. He likes to commit to his game plans. His cardio is, is another big tool of his. Uh, he always builds as the fight goes on. He has great takedown defense and good wrestling offensively if he decides to use it. Uh, solid defensive grappling in general. He's always pretty mindful of where he his neck and his limbs are on the ground. And uh, the big thing in this fight that he, he's bringing to the table is five round experience. Uh, like we alluded to earlier in the pod, uh, Cater's like last five or six fights have been main events. So the guy has plenty of experience under the bright lights, plenty of experience going five rounds against tough guys like Josh Emmett, Giga Chikadze and Max Holloway. And um, the weaknesses on Cater's side. Would be sometimes he's a little timid. He doesn't let his combinations go. That cost him the decision in the Josh Emmett fight. Sometimes he can be a little bit hittable. He does have that diamond chin, but he has been hit before. And Allen hits he's, really hard. He, uh, he, he gets hit. Yeah, yeah, definitely, man. I mean, he kind of leaves his chin up a little bit. You know, he's not like the slickest defensive striker. But how many uh, times you, get, how you know many times that that chin in that
1: Holloway fight, like.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's probably like 300, 400 times in that fight. Uh, I think uh, he, he shored up some of that stuff in the Chikadze fight, and the Emmett fight. He wasn't hit as clean in those fights, but he still is susceptible to getting hit by big shots, uh, shots that Arnold Allen might be able to land, you know? Um, if it does go to the ground, Cater is not like anything amazing when it comes to the ground game. He doesn't have like slick submissions or anything like that. He's more just defensively responsible and tries to get back to his feet. So, um, I, this is just a super close fight, man. I've been going back and forth on it. Uh, how do you think this one plays out?
1: Um, I don't know, because Cater is such a damn dog, man. He just, like... And, and man, game on him for bouncing back from that Holloway fight, um, you know, so well. And, you know, you know, getting back in there. Cause oh, yeah. there's a lot of fighters where, like, that would mentally have, you know, shot you. you know, um, And so, just good on that. And that... I do. I, once, like something like that happens to a fighter, I am wary of their their chin at that point. He's definitely showed it, but you know, your the brain doesn't recover from something like that. Um, you know, in all honesty, that's not like you know. All joking aside, so um, I'm glad to see that he's bounced back so well and has shored up. Like you said, become a little bit less hittable. Um, but that always kind of sticks in my mind when I have when I when a matchup comes, especially against somebody as dangerous as uh, Allen. So I can see how you're going. I honestly I'm not really sure where to go on this one because I, I could see it going the distance. I could see somebody going out, um, like outside of a like like a submission. There's I could see it ending multiple ways. Um, so this yeah. is definitely a hard one. To, a hard one to pick. Uh, who's who's actually the favorite in this one?
0: Uh it's a pick'em fight. They have yeah, both at is, minus yeah, one ten. So. So, I mean,
1: that really just shows. Um, I would have to say if I if I'm so I'm uh, I'm gonna have to put a pick on the line for uh for my record. I'm gonna go. I don't know. You go first.
0: Hey, yeah, it's a tough one, man. I don't blame you. You know, I mean, the Vegas odds are showing that it's a super close fight as well. Clearly, there's respect on both sides. Uh, the money's coming on both sides, Alan. so
1: I got Allen. That's who I'm going. With. I got Allen. Yeah, I'm gonna you're take gonna take Allen. I think he gets it done. I like Cater, man. I like Cater I think he's. I think he he's like a fighter. This is this is like a fighter's fight. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah.
0: This
1: absolutely. This is like one of those like uh like you know the like you'll know who your hardcore fans are because like they're gonna be like. Super excited for that! Like I'm about to watch these two men it.
0: Yeah, I mean these are both big dudes for the weight class yeah, too. Tall. I think I that might be a that. factor.
1: He's tall. Calvin's like five eleven. That's ridiculous. Yeah, but then that makes sense though because he he like he was standing like right next to Holloway and Holloway is just like super tall too and it's like okay that makes a lot more sense. Yeah.
0: Calvin has a bit more muscle definition than Holloway too. He's a little bit bigger so. Uh he's definitely one of the biggest dudes in this weight class for sure. Uh after watching tape on both guys, uh I just can't help shake feeling that this is going to be a war. You know, I think this is going to be a great fight. Uh great matchmaking from the UFC. Uh Allen likes to go for the kill and uh if he does get the chance, he's I think that might actually play against him in this fight. Sometimes he, you know, blows his load going for that kill like I alluded I alluded to earlier. Uh, I can see Cater withstanding an early storm and wearing Allen down as the fight goes on. I might even take Cater by finish in the fourth or fifth round as Allen generally does get tired and Cater is just the kind of guy that's going to make you pay for that stuff. Um, but to be it safe, I'm going to go with Cater over two and a half uh, in case it does go to decision. I might throw a fiver on a draw pick also. Honestly, I could see this fight ending up in a draw. I can see Cater uh, dropping a big round to Allen maybe the first or second and then losing another round kind of close and then just picking up and winning the third, fourth, and fifth decisively. Alternatively, I can see Allen winning the first three pretty close and then Cater hurts him in the fourth or fifth and is close to finishing him, but doesn't get it. Uh, either way, either of those outcomes would end up being a draw and I think this fight does have potential to go that that way. But ultimately, I'm going to go with the more proven product in five rounds and Calvin Cater. I think Allen's going to do great things in this division, and I'd probably pick him against a lot of the top five. I think he has a good chance of beating guys like Yair Rodriguez or Josh Emmett, Uh, even a Brian Ortega type guy. I think he has a good chance of beating that guy. And I've been following Allen for years and years. Um, My brother is like super high on him, so he's a big fan, and uh, I'm a pretty big fan as well. But I just think Cater gets it done over five rounds. If it was a three-round fight, I'd have no problem picking Allen, but I don't think Allen is going to be able to finish Cater. And I think he generally gets kind of tired and that might spell issues for him against the always live dog and Calvin Cater. Um, That, uh, that chin of Cater is just, it's dynamite. You know what I mean? It's, it's diamond chin. So, I don't think Arnold Allen's going to be the one that cracks it if Josh Emmett and Max Holloway and Giga Giga Chikate couldn't crack it. So uh, I'm going to have to go with Cater here. I think he's a little bit more tough, a little bit more durable. I've seen Arnold Allen drop the third round to Sadiq Youssef and even lost a round to Nick Lentz. He looked really tired at the end of that fight. So uh, I'm gonna have to go with Allen, or I'm gonna have to go with Cater here over the distance. It's
1: definitely gonna be a good fight for sure. It's gonna be one of the more entertaining ones that we've seen, and, and there's been a lot of entertaining fights lately. So I think this uh this will stand out. Like I said it's definitely gonna be a fighter's fight.
0: Yeah, I mean honestly, hats off to the matchmakers. These last few cards have had some really interesting main events. You know, Sanhagen Song, Dern versus Xiao Nan. Uh, Grasso versus Arujo, Olivera Makachev, and now Cader versus Allen. These are all super hard fights to pick, and really great fights for the weight class as far as uh, pushing the divisions One, forward.
1: I was so, thinking about I was thinking about this the other. This is like you're really starting to see like you know the coming of uh, these guys that they were been they've been training MMA as a sport their entire life. Not I did another sport and then I transitioned over to MMA. So you have all these people that they yeah. already had this career on like their mind. And you're starting to see that in the level of like just complete fighters, as well as like these other guys that have gotten to an elite level and on the fringes of that movement. But now you're seeing it like more and more. And I'm I'm super excited to see. I think they're going to get more of these um these caliber fight nights um, and like, you know, smaller cards because the competition is just starting to grow so, so much.
0: Yeah, man. I mean, yeah, just the sport is elevating every every time these guys go out there, you know, and uh, these two are a great example of a well-rounded mixed martial arts game. So I'm really excited to see how their styles clash out over five rounds. I do hope it does go the distance just because I want to see how the matchup plays out. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for this one. It's kind of hard for me to imagine a finish in this fight just because both guys are super tough. Um, yeah, man, I'm excited for it either way. But let's go down to the uh, betting slip. Everybody's favorite portion of the card and hopefully a more successful this one than the last one. Uh, first fight, uh, Arloski versus Dilema. We're both taking D'Lima money line. Uh, next fight, Hawes versus Delice. I'm taking the fight to not go the distance. Jordan is taking Roman by KO against Jacoby and Khalil Roundtree. We're both going to go with Jacoby. I put a prop on him to win over one and a half, but I like the money line pick either way. Um, and then Fremd versus Gore. We're both going to take Fremd. I'm taking Fremd by finish and Jordan's taking him moneyline. Uh, and then we got Max Payne versus Tim Dirty Bird Means. We're split on the pick. I'm taking Means over one and a half and Jordan's taking Griffin. Uh, and then for the main event, we're also split. I'm taking Cater over two and a half. And Jordan's taking Arnold Allen money line. Uh, I think it's a good it's a good card to go down to. It's going to be a lot of really interesting fights. If you guys want to back our picks, there they are. Uh, do you have a underdog watch for this card, Jordan? Anybody that sticks out uh, to you? I'm trying to see.
1: There's not really too many like underdogs that I think I went for in this one, but I would say if it's going to be anybody, I would say you would probably see Roundtree, um, you know, come out with a, a knockout. Mm-hmm. I could say I could see that.
0: Yeah, I think that's a good pick. Uh, a lot of these fights, the the lines are very close, but um, uh, I think my underdog is probably going to be. Roman Delice. Yeah. Uh, he's a slight underdog. It's like minus or plus 170. But still, I think that's a, that's a pretty safe or solid bet. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm taking the fight to not go the distance. I could see either guy getting a finish, but uh, I think Delice might, might get it done there. Um, as far as a prop bet to watch, there's a few fights on this card that uh, have some pretty interesting lines on there. Um, I'm going to take as, you know, just to fuck around, you know, maybe we'll throw $5 on it, see if we can make some money there. Uh, I'm going to take Josh Frem to win in the second round. I'm going to take Tim Means over one and a half, like I said. I also like Chase Hooper and his uh, fight yeah, to win by he's finish. The card. Uh, I like him. Yeah, man, he's, he's a solid fighter. He's been showing a lot of improvements lately, too, and he's fighting a, a pretty grizzled vet in Steve Garcia, but a guy that I think he can get it done against. Him. Uh, and then there's also a heavyweight matchup on the main card, Jared Vandera versus Waldo Cortez Acosta. And I'm of the camp that you should fade Jared Vandera. Anytime you see him, I think he is not UFC level talent and he's fighting a guy who I think they're trying to push in Waldo Cortez Acosta. So I'm taking Waldo by KO. Uh, I'm also going to take Hooper by finish and I'm going to take Frem to win, uh, in the second round. So that's my little underdog parlay pick. You throw $5 on that. it will probably get you like 300 or something crazy. So you guys should take that if you want. But on the regular betting slip pick, we've laid them all out for you. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, hopefully we can climb back from that uh, devastating USC 280 what, hey, man, card. That's with okay. This card. That's
1: what champions do. We get knocked down and we rise that's back right. better. All right. Hey, this is, it's not. That's about, right. Just like yeah, That's exactly right, man. It's not about the individual card. It's about all the cards we put together.
0: Yes, sir. We're going to be coming back with you guys uh, with some heat after the card. Uh, maybe coming up with another uh, underdog or I'm sorry another uh, prospect watch or fight look back soon as yeah, well that's true. but for now enjoy these fights on Saturday it's going to be a great one Uh, Calvin Cater versus Arnold Allen you guys check it out let us know what you think in the comments who you got in this really tight main event Uh, thanks again for listening y'all I Appreciate yeah, man, you. let us
1: know what you want to hear too if you have questions, comments, send them into the email send them into the show we want to get to you um, you know, if you have your picks of your own let us know
0: Absolutely. Take it easy, TKO Nation. Thanks for listening again.